Okay, good. <laughs> All right. We'll kick us off. All right. Welcome to season two, episode four of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. I'm Casey. And I'm Andrea. And today we are talking self-care and burnout. And this topic couldn't come at a better time as we are recording. I just finished my regular semester a week and a half ago, and I'm in the middle, like smack dab in the middle of a very intensive midterm class that meets every day for three hours a day, and it's kicking my butt. <laughs> Meanwhile, I haven't slept through the night in four months, and I have way too many plates in the air. What do I, Should, do I have? I don't know. Good question. Balls in the air? Yeah. Yeah. Spin, spinning plates? Sure. I've got I've got balls and plates and balls and plates, in, which <laughs> sounds like a recipe for some broken plates. <laughs> yeah, and you you're back at work. How long have you been back at work since maternity leave? About two weeks. Okay, yeah. So, and then you're getting over COVID. Yes, you have a child with COVID. You have a man child with COVID. Yep. So, yeah. and that was on the heels of. One kid with hand, foot, and mouth. Another one with a stomach bug. That's right. Yeah. Like there hasn't been a day without sickness in this house in like a month. Yeah. No kidding. That was like the plague over there. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of fun to think about, right? Because because I find myself being like, I know I shouldn't say to you that I'm tired, but I think it's interesting because I think there are different ways to experience tiredness and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is not necessarily worse or better than the other, right? If yeah. That, I guess makes sense. I haven't gone in a while, but the Texas Conference for Women yes. is an awesome conference here uh, in Austin. And I went to a seminar on a, a topic like that. Yeah. When, say, we're talking to someone who has cancer, mm-hmm. like we kind of feel like, well, my problems are nothing compared to your problems. And about how that kind of puts us in like, a comparative state when it really isn't right. like our problems don't have to be comparatively bad right to be substantial right us. or be yeah um, be a big um obstacle for us right yeah uh, right I think about that a lot because it's true it's not like we do it in an actually competitive way no Mm-mm. but to your point I don't think you should be like, well, I shouldn't say I'm tired. Yeah. You can still be tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because dear listeners, I sleep through the night every night. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. That's right. Yep. I am experiencing some of the age related wake up in the middle of the night and sometimes have trouble going back to sleep, which uh, I don't love. I kind of hope yeah. that I would be such a good sleeper that it wouldn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case. <laughs> yeah, I really would have thought you could have overcome that. I know. I'm I'm practicing. Well, so two episodes ago, we had talked about our reading habits and I talked a little bit about my nighttime routine, which I do think is something like I do actually treat that very much as like a self-care routine and, and sort of like a very precious time to try to help me get that good night's sleep mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And then Probably most of our listeners know that I am an avid napper. I think that has probably come up on the podcast before. (laughs) I am proud to talk about the days I'm able to go down for a nap. (laughs) I'm sort of back in that in a regular semester, I don't usually have time because for me personally, my ideal nap time is between two and four. Around two o'clock is when I tend to hit a slump. 
and then any later than four and I have trouble going to sleep at night. So that's kind of my ideal time, but I'm usually teaching or having meetings or whatever. So with this May term, it meets nine to noon. So I come home, I have lunch and I go down for my nap. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, like this May term is killing me. I, I mean, I've been sleeping for upwards of three hours in the afternoons. Yeah. And like hard, hard, yeah. hard, hard. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I do have a new roommate. And like today he was also feeling tired. He's like, okay, I'm going to go lay down. So he went to his room and laid down while I was asleep on the couch in the living room, in the middle of our home. He got up, he got on shoes. He left the house. He went to Walmart. He came back with groceries. He unloaded groceries, went back to his room. I heard nothing, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know. And you know, Izzy's obsessed with him. And so Izzy follows him around. I didn't hear pitter patter, nothing. So, wow. Yeah. So that, that's one way I'm trying to take care of myself right now. The problem yeah. is then I don't feel like I'm getting as much work done as I should, mm-hmm. but you know, that's going to always yeah. be the case. Meanwhile, I, I really can't nap. There are some times when I do, mm-hmm. I'll try, I'll go lay down. I'll, you know, I won't be on my phone. Yeah. My eyes are closed. I don't mm-hmm. you know. It's like, I've tried so yeah. hard. <laughs> and my body's like, nah. You know, what you should actually do is make lists in your head of everything you have to do. <laughs> you know, Beth House told me once upon a time that her mom always said that even just having quiet time is worth almost as much yeah. as a nap. And so I have had that before. I'm like, I feel so tired, but I can't go to sleep. I was like, I'm just going to lay here with my eyes closed and yeah. just be quiet. And I do think there's some value to that. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah, kind of just decompress for a little bit right but if you're making lists in your head I'm not sure how much you're decompressing (laughs) (laughs) although that I guess for some that could be like a form of counting sheep (laughs) I feel like I was making notes not (laughs) (laughs) so I think both of us do try to do things to take care of ourselves but I think we're both I think we're both giving people and sometimes that can be very challenging One of my biggest issues, and I've been talking with a therapist for two years and we haven't solved this yet. I can't say no. I can't. And be that, you know, a a volunteer commitment, be it, you know, joining a group, be it a friend who wants to get together for wine or whatever. I really, really struggle saying no. And this, this is actually what happened last week. I ended up with something every single afternoon and night last week. And so in addition to having no break between the regular semester and May term, starting this very intensive May term. Then I planned all this stuff and I, I was just exhausted. Like by the time I started this week, I was so, so tired. And so I, I kind of ebb and flow with like scheduling days or nights where I don't do anything. So somebody will say, do you have plans tomorrow night? I'm like, yes, but my plans are to sit on my couch and just be quiet. (laughs) Yes. And so that has really helped me. And actually I had that because I think I was traveling a lot and then we had a couple of really busy weekends. And so there was a Saturday that I planned from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I put on my calendar, don't plan anything. (laughs) So when somebody would be like, are you free? I would open it up and I would see that and remember, oh yeah, I'm not planning anything. And I didn't. The whole plan for that day was to stay in my pajamas and park my butt on the couch and not leave. And that is what I did. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that that's one thing I struggle with and struggle with trying to be better about because it does, it, it makes me very tired. And then yeah. I'm not as good of a 
person for anybody. I'm not as good of a professor. I'm not as good of a friend, you know? So what are your thoughts on, so if you know you struggle to say no, mm-hmm. but what if it's something you want to do, right? But you're already really overcommitted. Yeah. You know, what's the, what are your thoughts on choosing I mean, what to do? Yeah, I don't have an answer. I, and I don't know that I always do the same thing from time to time, because that does happen. I, I think for me personally, I then just say yes and overdo it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I think some of that is, I'm kind of a fast mover, right? Like okay. I, my brain moves fast, my mouth moves fast, <laughs> my life moves fast. So I think part of it is that I'm bad about like pausing and be like, let mm-hmm. me think about that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. Count me in. Uh-huh. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is the problem. And I, I will say this for myself. I do not commit to things I don't want to do. Yeah. When I first moved here to Montevallo, I joined the bike share group, Vallo Cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do monthly bike rides. And in the last about 30 years, that just doesn't spark joy. I do not mm-hmm. want to go ride my bike at six o'clock on a Wednesday night. <laughs> and so I don't, you know, and it, my friends go and they make me feel bad sometimes for not going. And like, oh, but it's Vallo Cycle tonight. I'm like, okay, y'all have fun. Because I, I don't want to. Yeah. I just don't. And I don't know why I don't know what changed but I don't want to so yeah. but then other things like hey can I pop by with a bottle of wine I'm like yes please come on <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten really involved in like activism things here mm-hmm. and so you know so that's another another thing is we're trying to balance mm-hmm. that out and I think some of that's changed with COVID but we can talk about that yeah I was gonna say I do I, I know that's out of order mm-hmm. from our plan but I think that is so it's interesting for you that COVID was the impetus. For me, I feel like I was the way you are now when I was in college. I was in every organization. Mm -hmm. I was a ranking member Mm -hmm. in like all these organizations. Mm -hmm. So my days were jam-packed. Right. And it's like I thought that's how it had to be. Right. I was always in meetings. So when I moved to San Antonio and I didn't know anybody and all I really had was like my dog and my job and hanging out with my parents. Mm -hmm. It was like... I suddenly realized like, oh, this is kind of nice. I can just yeah. do whatever I want to do. Right. Um, which for me is kind of bad because I'm naturally a homebody. Right. And I don't really want to do a lot of social things. So I did kind of have to force myself to do some of those things. Right. But I found that after moving here, I was much more likely to be like, no, because somebody was like, you should join junior league. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And taking that time to right. do whatever I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Like have a bunch of babies. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Since having them, I feel like I've joined more things. More things. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've always been this way. Yeah. I think that the organizations and the commitments have changed, but the living and dying by my calendar mm. is how I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, and, and we may have talked about this on the podcast. I think we might've talked about it with Tracy, you know, especially with friends, like when we were in Houston, cause you know, we all had very dis- different jobs and different schedules. And so we would get together. And then before we left that get together, I would pull out my schedule and I'd say, okay, when are we getting together next? Like four weeks from now is this date, this time, you know, whatever. I did that with Tracy, Kathy and Janelle. I did it with Aaron and Julie. 
And I don't have to do that as much now because we all live in the same town and work together mm-hmm. and see each other all the time. Yeah. But I do it. One of my PEO friends here, Carol, lives up in Homewood and she's actually a listener of the pod. Huh? And she and I do that. We, we will meet for lunch and I will pull out my phone and I say, okay, let's, when are we going to meet for lunch next? Because if it's not on my calendar, I will forget or I'll or over schedule. And I just, I don't have like the ability to like hold a day or whatever. And, and, you know, and as you know, like my travel, like coming there and, you know, mm-hmm. us doing stuff like that takes up time. So anyways, I feel like my life is very scheduled and I don't mind that too much, but as much of an extrovert as I am, I do sometimes need quiet time on my couch. Yeah. You know, I just need to stop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like play a dumb game on my phone, watch dumb TV, you know, yeah. uh, I really do. I really do need that. I do find myself sometimes worrying about you. Like, okay, we should get you involved in the uh, uh, sorority alumni association. We need to get you involved in the PEO. Like we just, we've got to get you some things. <laughs> <laughs> but then you had a bunch of kids and I don't think you have time for any things right now. <laughs> I, I do. I would still, there is a, a PEO chapter there in San Antonio that some friends of mine were members of. And I do think one day at the time is right. Yeah. I think that that is a group you would really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I think once the kids are slightly more self-sufficient, mm-hmm. the the door will be open for some of those things. And I think it's important for them to see, I guess, not necessarily activism, but like civic engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think each one of them has gone with me to vote before. Yay. <laughs> that, that's a really high predictor of whether or not they will think voting is important when they turn 18. Yeah. Yeah. So drag them all. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, um, sorry, not at once, but no, yeah. you have lots of elections. One of them can go to the primary, one can yeah. go to the runoff, one can go to the general. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so how do you think COVID changed things? Yeah, so when COVID happened and I knew, so Montevallo did a two-week spring break. And then we were going to be online the rest of the semester. And just prior to that decision having been made, you had called me and said, Leith's school is closed down. At the time, it was just Leith. And we're both working. And I don't know what we're going to do. Can you come here? And I was like, I don't think I can. But then I was like, oh, no, I totally can. And so for those first six-ish months or, or of 2020, when the pandemic hit hard, mm-hmm. you know, we stopped everything. Like we weren't doing Zoom meetings for clubs and events. And so having about four months there in Texas where, I mean, yes, my life was somewhat scheduled because I was teaching and helping out with lease and, you know, we were doing things, but it was like not having like this meeting at six o'clock on Thursdays and not having this meeting at eight o'clock on Mondays. It gave me that little taste of like, oh, it's kind of nice to have nights free. And so I have struggled as things have come back into play with going to stuff again. So I just went to my first NAACP meeting in almost two years. I had done a few on Zoom and now they meet across, like it's around the block from me. And I finally went back. I just kept being like, oh, I forgot. I I got out of the habit, I guess, Mm -hmm. is maybe the thing. And then there's another group that we had started up called the Lawn of Valley Progressive Alliance. And we're Mm -hmm. kind of debating what we're going to do. We have some overlap with some other civic organizations around. And at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't want to do the extra work because I'm in charge of that. And so it's like, I don't really want to do that. PEO was meeting on Zoom and now we're back in person with a Zoom option. And I've Zoomed because I just haven't felt like driving into Burke yet. <laughs> yeah. 
And for no reason other than I'm just, I'm just tired and I haven't felt like it. So yeah, so it's it's stuff like that, that it's it's almost like maybe my stamina changed, if that makes oh, sense. Interesting. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like build my stamina back up for doing my job and then having these extracurriculars yeah. that I have to like go to. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's kind of my thing. And I, I, I feel like a lot of people are like that in terms of like yeah. prioritizing time at home, prioritizing quiet time. It seems like there's like a lot of my friends have done that as well, you know, sort of outside of like COVID restrictions and just feeling like they need to be at home. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true for, for everybody, but that's kind of what I have felt. And like even stuff at school, because, you know, I'm the, I'm the faculty advisor for a couple of groups and I need to do some work on that. So it's just, it, it, and part of this too, I think is maybe that when it came back, it all came back in a rush. Uh, yeah. Right. So like things were on pause and then this group did a little thing and then maybe this group did a little thing, but then it was like at the start of the semester, oh, we're, we're back in it and mm-hmm. we're doing everything, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I just kind of trying to get, get my stamina back for juggling a lot of plates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plates and balls, plates and balls, plates and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you feel similar because I just feel like you, you don't have time to be lazy. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but it is interesting because our life has changed so much Mm -hmm. in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like we had one, one year old child Mm -hmm. when it started. Yeah. And then now, you know, is it over? I don't know. Um, but now you just got it last week. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's over for you for at least six months. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. The whole, their whole school has it. It's insane. So now we have three kids like right. in, in the span of time. It's been a lot, lots of baby. Yeah. Like my appreciation for time that I can take to myself, I think is higher. But at the same time, what I want to do is different. Like, right. But I used to, before I would have loved to, if Russell and I could have taken a quick trip somewhere. Right. And now I'm like, oh, that's just too much work to coordinate yeah <laughs> like I gotta find people to watch kids there's so many of them yeah um you know it's it's a lot of things and so that is kind of sad to me but yeah like to your point sometimes I just want to go sit in my room and play games on my phone mm-hmm. and just not think for yeah. a bit yeah well and something I have observed about you and I get this I think I'm the same way and I think if I were a mom I'd be the same way when you do get quiet time I feel like you go into things I got to do mode. That's true. So like, this is when the laundry's got to get done. This is when mm-hmm. the dishes need to get done. This is when I've got to run that errand. I've got to get to Target, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I feel like, especially for you in the last six months or a year, when you have quiet time, you don't take it as quiet time. Yeah. Because there's that, so much else to do. Yeah, that's definitely true. Very rarely, but I would occasionally take like a, a day off for me. Yeah. And it was like, the day, whole day would be shot because yeah. it's like I would overbook myself and I would also get into this analysis paralysis of like, okay, which thing should I do first? And I'm on my phone looking up when, which stores open first. Yes. So that I can map my route most efficiently. Just being an insane person. Yeah. And I have, yeah, I have so many lists and yeah, so that is true. I, I have a really hard time not doing those things. Yeah. I follow a lot of like mommy blogger people on Instagram 
And a lot of them talk about like, I don't do chores when my kids are asleep because I think they need to see that they need to like help around the house. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. But then also like, then they're in my way. That's what I was going to say. You're not super helpful. <laughs> no, I, I did make them help a little bit. So I tried to teach Lee to make his bed. There was, I think, crying involved in that. And I asked him to hold the dustpan. Huh. And that job he was kind of okay with until okay. he got sick of it. As I say, I, I feel like I could see him like then throwing the dust behind him or something. He did a really good job walking very carefully to the trash can. One time he missed the trash can. Yeah. Whatever. I think he was close. I vacuumed it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing. They're too young to like really help. Like Mm -hmm. kind of try. They'll they'll pick up their toys if I harass them enough. Right. But yeah, that to me is super important. My my four-year-old friend that I keep from time to time is not about picking up her things. Mm -hmm. And it really bothers me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) because i'm the one who's like you need to do this her parents are like let's go we gotta go like no yeah just pick up your things (laughs) yeah (laughs) i read something about that today too that was like you shouldn't say help me pick up your toys because yeah it's like it's my responsibility and you're just helping yeah Uh, no i usually say you need to pick up your toys yeah you need to put your toys away so that they're safe when you come back next time oh yeah yeah but yeah she usually throws a little fit about it oh yeah but well, anywho, that was tangential. Yeah. So what are some of the things you think are important to, if you're going to do a self-care activity? Yeah. What are the activities you're going to do? So I have a couple of different things. And I, I will say I ebb and flow with this. I am not, I do not have a ton of consistency. But almost every New Year's for the last, I don't know, three years, I'm like I'm going to be a person who meditates more. And I will say this, every year I do meditate a little more than the year before. <laughs> but it is not consistent. But I am a subscriber to the Calm app. Okay. And honestly, I considered getting you a subscription for your birthday. I'm not going to lie. But I want to try to talk to you about it. Just But because I'm obsessed with it for my sleep stories. Um, oh, it's that one. Mm-hmm. So okay. I have my sleep stories. There's a nap time sleep story that if I need to take a shorter, like if I don't have time to go down for a two hour nap, right? <laughs> I can do that. But they also have daily, they have, they have a ton of meditations, but they have a daily meditation that is only 10 minutes and it's a guided meditation. And I really like it. And when you start it, she's like, okay, get seated in a comfortable position. And so I used to always do that. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I can't sit down for 10 minutes. And so then I was like, you know what? My walk to my office is 10 minutes. So what if I meditate as I walk? And and you, know, it, it, it works. I mean, you can't close your eyes. But yeah, I mean, because it's about mindfulness and it's about being yeah. present. So okay. I can't close my eyes, but I can make myself be present. And I can focus on my breath. I can focus on what she's saying. I, I was doing that for a good little while. And I really liked it. And, and there are some... So, so that's one thing that I like to do. I'm just not consistent about it. I also like to journal and I'm also not consistent mm. about that. I'll go months and months and months. But one of the things I started doing is when I would listen to a meditation that was really impactful to me, I would journal about it and write about it. And then I, I could go back and read about it. And I really like that. So that's something I, it's sort of a new complimentary piece that I started this year. I've done it four times. <laughs> but it's only me, so that's wrestling. I mean, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've meditated way more than that. Just I haven't journaled about it. But um, so anyways, this podcast is going to come out in June. So I mean, it's June. Oh yeah, it's June. Oh my gosh, is that right? Yeah. Good Lord. 
but yeah, so those are a couple of things that I like to try. I, I always have grand plans because I'll think like, oh, I'm going to throw on a podcast and go for a walk, like take Andy mm -hmm. for a walk or something. But then I'm like, or I could sit on the couch and watch a Midsummer Murders. <laughs> so, but those are a couple of things that I like to do. And sometimes just being outside, like mm -hmm. I'll just try to like, I'll go outside and throw Izzy's ball or go outside with Stone and just stand in my yard and I don't know, look at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like, I do think that there's somewhat of like a, a pull to always be doing a thing. Like, yeah, sometimes you can just stand here, yeah. be a weirdo in your yard. That's okay. <laughs> it's true. But, you know, I, I will say another thing, one other quick thing, and then I want to hear yours. You know, I've become an indoor plant lady of late. Yeah, you have. I have. And I got two, two new ones this weekend in Nashville. Got a begonia rex and a variegated uh, pothos. Oh, ooh. And watering my plants in the morning has been kind of fun. Oh, no. So okay. I have an app and everybody is scanned in on the app. And sure. the app tells me when it's time to water everybody. And I still double check, but yeah. And so I'll fill up my little watering thing and I'll go walk around to everybody and check their soil and water them. And, you know. Oh, nice. I need this app. It's cool. It's called Blossom. Okay. It's $4.99 a year, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not super expensive, but you do have to pay for it. Okay. And yeah, it's great because you can also diagnose problems. So like I had a fiddle leaf fig in the office and it was pissed. And so I, I was like, I scanned it and said, diagnose what's wrong with this. And it was like too much sun. So I moved it. Yeah. But it's still bad. I don't know. Yeah. They're very finicky. I don't, oh God. I don't do them. I'm, I'm over him. Like everybody yeah. else is doing well, except for him. I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. When I had mine, I eventually just put it outside and it was actually happier, like undercover outside. Interesting. Okay. Then I think it froze and died, but okay. But anyways, yeah. So those, those are a few of mine. What about you? I don't think there's anything that I do consistently. There are things that I uh, want to do. For me, there is some catharsis in exercise. Yes. Uh, which I've really gotten bad about. Even if it's, I love an old lady stroll. Mm -hmm. Like to just walk me through the neighborhood. Oh yeah. You and me both. Uh, yeah. I love and to do that together. Yes. And I love it when Russell will go with me and he hates walking. He doesn't understand. He's like, why are we doing this? Like, okay. I think part of his problem is he refuses to put, he refuses to put on tennis shoes. Uh, I too would hate walking around the neighborhood in my Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything in his Crocs. I know. He's like a Croc advertisement. For his birthday, buy him those things the kids are doing these days. No. Come the on. Little jewel thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a jewel. It could be like a rainbow. Yeah. No, or like I a decorate his Crocs. Yeah. Anyways, so that's something. And with that is yoga. I really wish I yes. was consistent with yoga. It's funny because I don't hardly ever journal for myself, but I think about it often. Sure. Like I, I wish I would just jot something down. I do keep journals for the kids. Right. Which is important to me because we kind of joke a lot about, and we, we did that with mom when she was on about how your memories change and morph and yeah. fade and whatever over time. And I have a terrible memory. Yeah, I think we've talked about that 80,000 times on here. So I want to remember not just the funny things, but also just like our situation. Like what, yeah. what job was I working? Where were we living? And so I do do that. But I don't know if I can really consider that self-care right now. Because it's one of those things where it's like, oh crap, it's been six months and I got yeah. to go do it. And then it's like, I didn't, I wrote in Leith six months before he was born. 
I think I wrote in Thea's the day she was born and I wrote in Reese's three months after he was born. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I was going to actually ask how Reese's journal is going right now. <laughs> so he did have to wait the longest for his yeah. entry, but it was a very long entry. Like I, oh, went, okay. I went way back. Okay. The whole story. Yeah. Is he going to be four months? Yeah. On Sunday. White garbage. Yep. Chunky <laughs> avocado. So chunky. Yeah. And then yeah. You'll, you'll need to journal about his first trip to Boston with Yaya. That's so true. <laughs> this is another thing that has been an interesting thing for me to consider. And I do not have the tools to overcome it at this point. But that is like, if I'm thinking about journaling, I'm like, I need to sit down and be in a Zen space and I need to write yeah. five pages. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't. I could jot down a list. Today, I felt shitty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, right? It's like, do you remember the story of Teddy Roosevelt when his wife died? His wife and his mom died on Valentine's Day, like right back to back. And his journal entry that day says, today, the light has gone out of my life. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's super sad, but it's it's a pretty, co- like, if you ever watch anything about the Roosevelt's, you will hear about that because that was a very impactful thing for Teddy Roosevelt. But sure, you know, and it's like, so it's just like this one line, today was a bad day, you know? Yeah. And and so I have tried to think about that because I feel like I take that same approach with work stuff where I'm like, I can't possibly sit down and do this because I do not have one hour of uninterrupted time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sure, but what if you just took five minutes and did a little bit and then you took five yeah. minutes again tomorrow? And I just find it very hard to get out of that mindset of like, yeah. I need an uninterrupted six hours. <laughs> to have an uninterrupted six hours, do you get oh, a good amount of work done? Of course not. Of course I don't. <laughs> my laundry gets done. My floors get vacuumed. I do a little work. Yeah. No, no. But I think about that with journaling sometimes too. Like I need to, I need to not think, okay, I need to go to bed 30 minutes early. So I have time to journal. No. Yeah. Just. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if you have that, that thing, but. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And then my last one is interesting for being such an introvert. I'm talking about friends popping over with wine, something that I, I guess it more helps me with burnout perhaps mm-hmm. than so more so than self-care. I don't know is having usually one-on-one time. I don't, I don't necessarily do groups, but I like having wine with Kayla and just, just chatting about what's going on in life. Those kind of evenings just fill me with joy. Mm-hmm. And that's what Keener and I used to do that all the time. So that was really hard when she moved away. Yeah. Um, Cause I would just pop over there and we'd have dinner and wine. And yeah, I think having those, those kind of nights, I don't get that as often. Right. It has to be very planned or it has to be like late. You know, right. It's like, can I come over at 8.30? <laughs> so that's something I wish I could have a little bit more time for. So those yeah. are my things. I think we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So I have two kind of sacred social rituals that it's not necessarily related to self-care, but it, it is related to like things that bring me joy. Mm-hmm. And that is my Sunday dinner with Cheryl and Michael. So for our listeners who don't know, these are friends of mine who live across, like around the block and we trade off making dinner. And, but when I make dinner, I, I still take it over there. And then we have a show that we watch. And so we started this when Game of Thrones was in its last season. And then we've just found different shows to watch. So right now we're watching, I think it's called Gaslit. It's the Julia Roberts Watergate show. It's, it's interesting. It's about Martha somebody anyways people will know 
and we do Ted Lasso. We just did a really good show that I think I told you about on Apple TV called Slow Horses. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a really good one. So anyways, we have dinner, we catch up on things, and then we watch TV. We watch a show or two together. Right. And that just that's, that is a ritual that brings me a lot of joy. I look forward to it on Sunday nights. And then the other one is my Tavern Tuesday group, which started with Steve Forrester. We were co-teaching a class and we were doing office hours in my office until like six o'clock at night. And I was like, I'm hungry tonight and I don't really want to cook. I might go to the tavern. It's like, well, I'll go to the tavern. So we started going. And then one night, Meredith was also in the office. We're like, we're going to the tavern, come with us. And so the three of us just started it. And then like a semester ago or two, Brendan happened to be in the office and he was like, let's go. So that's kind of our foursome group. I very much look forward to sitting at the tavern, having a bottle of wine. Now we've had a problem lately because people want to come with us. <laughs> and it's just, it, you know, but it is, but that is very much a good, decompression time mm -hmm. um, to talk about work. Yeah. And so we can vent about individual students. We can vent about classes. We can vent about colleagues, whatever. But it's like, almost like a little support system where we can talk about mm -hmm. work and, and get that stuff out. So so those are two like like social things that I just really, really value and don't I don't I do not schedule over those things. <laughs> yeah. So, so sometimes Sunday dinner gets moved or you know gets um, canceled if one of us is out of town. But yeah. Yeah. So um, that is a really interesting and I think important point about burnout is having those groups. And I think when I was working at Rackspace, I had that because it yeah. was a bigger company. There were more people. There were people that were local. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't really have that in this job. Like today, I kind of wanted to just talk about some work stuff and I just didn't have anybody to, to turn to. Right. That I think has contributed a little bit to some burnout I'm feeling, which is feels silly to say, like, yeah. I'm feeling burnt out. I've only been back to work for two weeks. But you know, it's it's hard to come back because it's kind of just like, okay, here's your stuff. Yeah. Catch up on what's been going on the last three months. Yeah. And you just don't have that that sounding board. Yeah. If you will. So I think probably like to sum up my feelings on this, life is too <laughs> short to do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel very passionately about people doing things that make them happy. And I feel passionately like if your job isn't making you happy, maybe see if there's other things you can do. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Chris Lalos, who was our last guest on the podcast, I remember I was working at Hartford and one night we were sitting out at, on my deck and I was complaining about something and he he said something and this is going to sound harsh but it wasn't harsh it was it was what I needed to hear it was basically like he was like your job is making you kind of miserable to be around <laughs> and I was like oh you're right like I'm not super happy and so yeah. I'm not fun to be around <laughs> yeah or he may have even said it after I quit and went to grad school and was much happier and he was like yeah this is yeah. this is where it's at you know <laughs> And so I do think there is something to that because I am, I am generally a very happy and very positive person. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that things I was kind of internalizing were manifesting because it's, it's not like I was saying they're like, my job is, my job sucks. Bleh. It wasn't even like, you know, it's just like, yeah, if you have an overall or, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I it, do change, it changes your ability to find the joy in little situations and things like that. It's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So I, I feel very lucky that the last 12 years 
I haven't had trouble finding my joy. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Just trouble finding your nap time. It's true, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking forward to the days when you can get away a little bit easier because, you know, so some of our listeners may know that we have a tradition of mom coming to Birmingham for what is always a combination of my spring break week and my birthday. And we do a spa day for my birthday. And it's just really fun. And before Casey got pregnant with baby number three, we had been talking and we were like, oh, maybe next year Casey can come. And then three months later, you were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking forward to you being able to do that because that is also a very relaxing, like Mm -hmm. just having having mom to myself. And so maybe that's something I need to think about. But, but, But no, but like, you know, just like having time together where we, we drink wine and we get massages and we sit and talk and we just do things that bring up, bring us joy. And that, that always uplifts me as well. So I'm looking forward to the days you, we can include you in that as well. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit, I'm going to be there in one month. Yeah. Just shy of one month. And so we'll take I walks. Know. I know it's been a long time. In so long. Reese is not even going to know who I am. He's like, you're a stranger. You weird. He might not, but he won't let you know it. Okay, good. <laughs> not like very. He's very considerate. <laughs> He's third child. Well, I want you to always take good care of yourself. You're a very good mom. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And you're a very good human. I so you remember that. Uh, you definitely are a better human than me. So I, I don't think that that's true. Someone today, speaking of things COVID changed, yeah. I was saying that the kids don't know how to act in public because they've never gotten to go anywhere. And she was like, I don't think I know how to act in public. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. I never did. I always just did what my sister did. She's much better at peopling. <laughs> you can do it. I've trained you well. <laughs> I can, I can take it pretty well. That's right. Well, all right. Well, we hope our listeners take good care of themselves too. Mm -hmm. And we would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on things you do for self-care and burnout. So email ideas. Yeah. Email us at tenwadampod at gmail.com. DM us uh, on Instagram and tell us and we might do a follow-up. I'm sure Kalita will have some some information to share on her next corrections quarter. (laughs) Do we think we've got anything wrong tonight? Probably, probably. Definitely the plates and the bowls. Plates and the bowls, but I like it. Yeah, all the plates and bowls. Now, now there's bowls and bowls. <laughs> you see, guys, this is why everyone should take time for self-care. Because <laughs> the next thing you know, you're juggling plates, bowls, and bowls. Mm-hmm. I could use the word pettifogging in a sentence, but I can't get a saying right. All right, all right. take care of yourself. You too. Love All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right.